what you don't mess with me? Why are you gonna follow me? Oh, we beefing. No way you take Instagram this serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> right. So I, I've been uh, deleting social media, and then every two weeks, something comes up, and I have to download one of them. Mm. Right. And then I just end up wasting time again, and then I have to delete it again. And it's a cycle, you know? And uh, yeah. I don't like that. But, uh, uh, just recently, I was making a video with one of the homies. Get hit four hundred thousand uh, on TikTok. Okay, what's his account? Uh, Dapper D A P P E R dot R O O N. Dapper Rune. Okay. E. Are you on TikTok or? Yeah, yeah, TikTok, TikTok. Okay, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, see you. I look at you. <laughs> You're in a video. You're. Oh, you guys got the editing in here too. Yeah. <laughs> okay that's cool yeah yeah so we got a lot of like supporters uh, and then we got a lot of haters too it's funny haters. yeah they're like oh you disrespecting the prayer yeah 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 oh this was posted two days ago yeah oh this guy's gonna get this one could get very close to a million yeah that's what the homie was saying he's like oh i think this is gonna make it to a million <laughs> yeah i'm thinking that's that too. Like, yeah yeah, he's excited. He's juiced. He wants to do more videos with me now. I'm like, okay. bro, <laughs> I don't want to do any more videos. You don't want to be in videos? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, what about for table moments? <laughs> hey, I'll do it because I told you I'll do it, you know? So I'll try a few videos with you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it was fun to shoot, you know? I'm not going to lie. It was fun. Yeah, it takes longer than you expect, doesn't it? Yeah, it took us two hours to get three videos that were like five seconds each. Yeah. I'm like, he... what the fuck? You yeah. know, it pissed me off. Why? Why is it pissed? That's I don't think people understand when it comes to filming, yeah. like how much effort it takes to like get all the shit. One, I I'm was not exhausted, man. I was exhausted. I was like, man, I, I'm never gonna be a social media influencer, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, did he plan the shots? He, he had he had an idea, right? And then we talked about it. And then uh, he, it'd be cool to have him on the podcast right now. Do you think? Uh, you want me to? You want yeah, me to? I ask mean, yeah, that? if he wants to come on. Cause like I don't think people appreciate like the amount of effort, especially okay. like with his stuff, the skidding, the skits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I told I told him about your your videos too. I showed him. He's mm -hmm. like, "Yo, that's crazy. Your brother's doing great." Right now, yeah, the format is like just me speaking into a camera and like debunking yeah. things. Nah, he he's like he had great appreciation for you because he can't even talk to a camera like that, you know. So it's like yeah. that, that's impressive, you know. See, that's why it's going to be a cool conversation, because, like, I understand, like, it takes time to get comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. And you just got to put in the reps. And so, like, I have, I've done over 150 of these for Table Moments. I've been doing it for the company account, 150 at least of those. So, like, I've done this at least 300 times, probably closer to, like, four or 500 if you include after moments and stuff. It just takes reps, and I can tell. Like he's learning the editing. I, 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 I can already tell the dude's gonna make it. It's just a matter of putting in the time. And yeah. like for me, I want to take it to the next level. Um, like talking in front of a camera at this point is kind of boring and routine. What I've been doing actually, like I've been trying to grow the Twitter account for the company, mm -hmm. uh, the business. Yeah, and I'm gonna be pushing it towards short form content. That's a big thing right now. But I want to make the software for that which I think is the offering I could do for businesses, which is the mm -hmm. 
move the app from consumers to, to business people, or at least yeah. creators and stuff, people who can spend way more for this kind of thing. So I've just been following people, interacting, trying to grow the Twitter account. And so like today, someone, now everyone's like making fun of all these short form DMs. They're getting a bunch of DMs from people who are offering short form video services yeah. by a bunch of rookies and stuff. And so one guy made a funny video pretending to have done a short form video of himself. Mm-hmm. and he recorded it and he put it up but there's a lot of gaps it's basically just one take and he doesn't speak well on camera but he's just mm-hmm. making fun of like hey do you need short form content i have all this blah 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 whatever and he's just joking about it right mm-hmm. and so i literally just ripped the video from twitter cut it up like short form like i do for <laughs> for our, these table moments videos put the captions in there and sent it back <laughs> i was like <laughs> fixed <laughs> and it sounded way better it sounded way better it was funnier i was just like yeah yeah i was like bro and then i did it in like i think it was like 10 minutes for me i remember making these videos when i first started it took like at least an hour yeah it's crazy dude i've i've gotten so much better at this and like i can i think i can build something to automate it at least a mm-hmm. large part of the work yeah i might experiment with skits and stuff but I'm understanding the thing that works on social media is doing things that are relatable, relatable because I think it gives you that element of, I I call it classical virality, where people Mm -hmm. actually share it with each other instead of like algorithms. Don't, I'm like, I think I'm past the algorithm stage, especially considering I have an account warning on the, on the Mm -hmm. TikTok. So I think that's what's like suppressing. And I think TikTok has changed some things over the last like few weeks or whatever. Really? Like, in terms of what like uh your ability to get reach damn yeah or it could just be me i don't know like i told you it was a couple weeks ago like cutting up the video and then or looking at the analytics then chopping off the end that where people drop off and then reposting it that's mm-hmm. an easy way for me to take a video that only got a couple thousand views to get it up to over fifty thousand. so that's mm-hmm. like easy views i could print those all day but i'm just like all right i, I just want to take it to the next level and youtube is the thing I think yeah. the value is like TikTok is good for introducing people to your long form content or like offer or something. You know yeah, what you so should fun. do? Oh, hmm. uh, yeah. Hey, hey. hey. oh, okay. Hey, Dapperoon. Hey. How's it going, man? Good, good. How you doing, big bro? I'm good. Congratulations on the, the video, dude. <laughs> like, I'm seeing the numbers here. In two days? Whoa. <laughs> Yes, yes. How do you love it? A big, big thank you to your brother. He helped out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, like, I think people who don't film or create video content don't appreciate the amount of effort it takes. Like, feels like it realized when you guys were shooting it, it took way longer than he expected, even for a short video like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you plan the shots or was it something you guys were just figuring out as as you did it? I plan my videos to a certain extent. That way there's room for flexibility to make sure changes and add little things to it that makes it more funnier and better. So your brother really helped out, add like little details that made that enhanced the video that made it be- uh, funnier and appealing to people. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, honestly, like coming up with ideas uh, to, to switch it up, to uh, make it more relatable, you know, and... Yeah, it, like it was a collaborative effort, you know, on everyone's part. So it was dope. Yeah, like I remember when I was doing a video, Bilal, maybe you've seen this one where I was doing the like the gunfight with uh, Akram. 
Like I planned the shots. I literally wrote a spreadsheet of like, okay, I need a close shot with facing me doing this thing. And I need a headshot of Akram doing this thing. And I had like 30 shots prepared. <laughs> and then like Akram and his patience, he's like, oh God, this is like, because <laughs> when you're recording it, it doesn't seem it, like if you're the director, you can see what you can see, you have the vision for it. All right. At yeah. least the basics of it. But the people who are like who are supporting you, like the actors and people who are helping you with the equipment or whatever, they don't have that vision. Right. Mm -hmm. Or especially if you like you don't share a script or a plan or anything like that. So to them, it's just like, wait, this is supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, when you do the editing stuff and you put it all together, it's like, oh, that actually looks pretty good. It is funny. Yeah. But it's like all that effort. Yeah, for me. If anything in life, I don't plan too much. I try to like go with the flow, keep it flexible. So that way it's still fun and it's not too stringent. And you keep it natural. Because, yeah. yeah, if you just try to like plan every single detail, it's just going to, people going to tell like it's not, you know? You can, yeah. you can tend to fill it. Yeah. So that's why I try to like just have like the foundation of what I'm trying to get across, but be able to make adjustments as I go and have other people input as well. Yeah. Wait, so what made you want to get into this, this whole making videos and stuff? For me personally, I was against it for a while, especially like TikTok. I don't know why. It just, it just seemed like something super difficult. I can't do it. And honestly, I didn't think I was funny or anything like that. And for me as well, I feel like I'm an introvert. I'm not like that outgoing, the super high talk a lot type of person. But I have an older brother who does it, uh, social media, uh, most creative as well. And he like basically forced my hands like no you got to do it like uh, uh, he was like i don't care what you say Harold. i would get you to do some tiktoks and once he like he started getting me one to do like one or two tiktoks the ball just kept on rolling and i just kept on doing it just kept on getting more creative with it i think um i'm just a creative person just in general uh outside of tiktoks like i'm an entrepreneur i own like a couple of like fashion business and streetwear and stuff like that so i've always been creative and just like just creating and using my mind and just coming up with different things so i just applied the same tactics with the TikTok videos and what i know like within that slam in our community and what we face and like different little things and how i could like switch it up and just you know uh do something in a funny way where people are still learning something yeah or as a reminder yeah yeah it's crazy like the hardest part is always getting started, like taking that first step. One thousand like percent. You always overthink it, and you feel like you don't have the right equipment, or you don't have the right idea, or whatever. It's nice you had like a, a brother to to push you into actually doing that, because then, like you said, after you take that first step, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> let me let me do more, and then it's just like a snowball. And mm -hmm. I wish I wish more people knew that, because it's like. Always the beginning's the hardest. And if you can get over that hump, it's like you're, you're set up for success later on. As long as you stick with it and you're always constantly pushing yourself to improve and stuff. Yeah, 1000%. And I think that applies in all aspects of life. Uh, starting is always, always hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, there was this idea, right? Um, Omar had make some sort of like kind of uh, rhythm or beat or something like that with, or a rap or something like that. Oh, yeah, uh, trying to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> he's like, have <laughs> you rolling, bro? He's like, go pray, uh, go pray, right? And then some, 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 like, uh, uh, I'm gay or something. And he's like, he's like, go pray. Oh, okay, okay. You know, the song's too much now. We lost. 
I know what you're talking about. You told me, you told me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a dope idea. We, we try to keep under the wraps, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. We're going to uh, work on that. I, I think it's going to be a dope concept. Uh, I think yeah. we're going uh, to shoot it soon, inshallah. It's just, and then, like, release it with Ramadan. Like I said, yeah. I have, like, a, a weird brand, so we plan it to, like, do some merch around that as well. So some stuff with it. So now we're just trying to, we trying to we see what the potential we uh, could do, especially with that last video, like, our reach of it. So now we yeah. just try and kick it into full gear and like make it make sense that way, you know, uh, just to monetize it essentially. Yeah. So that's always been my uh, biggest thing. If yeah. if you'd allow me, I think I have a funny idea. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it, but <laughs> I think it's pretty. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is R and B imam. R and B imam. Yes. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> hey. Played. You would need <laughs> you would need someone you would need someone who could sing, okay? Like when they recite the surahs and everything while you guys are praying and stuff, it's sort of like singing. But I was just thinking, like instead, you do the rolls and runs that you f hear in like a, a bunch of R and B songs while you guys are praying, and then <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> hey, that's crazy. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that's wild, bro. Oh, it'll get you a bunch of hate comments for sure. Like, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I'm police is on my head right now. I pissed them off. <laughs> I, the thing is, I, I knew they were coming anyway. They were just hating for me to do something. Yeah. Nah, they were just hating, just to hate, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't got anything better to do, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like, we got more love than we got hate, so that's why oh, I know. Oh, 100%. My rule is always the love that uh, outweighs the hate, always. Mm -hmm. So, I'm on the trip about that. Yeah, and I was yeah. actually thinking about this today where like if you look at the comments a lot of them are going to be like if it's something that a lot of people might find offensive you'll see the comments a lot of them are going to be negative right but then yeah. look at the hearts the likes are people who agree with you and then if you just compare the ratios of the people who agree with you which are the likes versus the people who've actually left a comment that are negative they're <laughs> way in the minority so it, it just i think one thing for creators out there who are who want to embark on this journey or, or who are on it and they're worried about like a lot of the negative comments just know like if you're you have a video that goes viral and you get a bunch of negative comments look at the look at the likes the likes are the people who agree with you and it's always going to be at least 10 times more than the number of negative comments that you get so just know the people are on your side the people are on your side i think yeah. that's firstly something you just have to accept that's just something that comes with the game yeah Right. And then two, I don't know about other people, but me, if I catch a negative comment, it's okay. I'm not tripping. You get blocked real fast. <laughs> oh, you block people? <laughs> oh, yeah, one thousand percent. You get blocked real fast. Because uh. for two purposes, right? Because for one, uh, just like what's the point? Like, why are you doing all of that? And then two, it's like some people that will actually like report your account. That's how you end up getting shadow banned and stuff like that. So I can't I can't respect that. I gotta get you out of here fast. Especially actually, like slide on smart. my DM. I'm not arguing with nobody. Like, if you want to argue with me, come see me in person. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, you get blocked real fast. Nobody got time for the da, da, da. See, sure. that's smart. That's smart. Cause like <laughs> I for all the negative comments, like the one thing I won't tolerate is anyone mentioning any criminality by me or anybody in the comments. But aside from that, like people could be as hateful as they want in the comments and and my rule is like, I like and heart everything just because like, I know their inboxes are dry and empty. And so. then when you look, 
99.9% is a brand new account with following two people that just made the account just to comment. So yeah. It's just like, come on, bro. Yeah. Social media is so weird. Yeah, it's but so I weird. mean, what you expect if a million people see it, of course you're going to have that 10% that's just going to say something that's opposite to the video or just come up with their own whole situation in their head. I know, right? That's another thing. I don't know if people understand. Like, some people... Yeah, you've obviously experienced it with the amount of views you've got on some of your videos. Like people will hear what they want to hear and not what was actually said in the video. And so it's like you're arguing with something that's going on in their head if you decide to have like a back and forth conversation with them. And so it's like, yeah, it's better to just avoid it. Yeah. And even if you're right, it's just so many of them that is draining. So I know it. So I don't bother at all. Yeah. That's, that's you realize you realize um, you sound smart by being negative. What do you mean? No, I haven't seen that. What do you mean? Like, like you know, when you when you turn down an idea, you are like, oh, like, uh, this doesn't work because of this, this, that, right? You sound like you're smart, you know what I'm saying? But not really, you know. <laughs> you mean no. the commenters or? Well, just in general, like it could be in commenters or because I like I see some of the feedbacks, right? They're like, oh yeah, um, uh, you're not, uh, you don't. You, you not uh, you don't have to uh, say salams to lead the prayer. They're like they, they, it's just a skit, bro. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why are you giving this knowledge on how to pray, bro? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think there are some people who are just like too logical and rational. They, you know, I heard someone say like thirty percent of the population don't have a sense of humor, and so <laughs> those might be those people. It's, I feel like it's heightened within the Muslim community. They want to be super serious, over over religious, and then like Allah, brother, haram, 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 and it, and it's not like that. And then you make people within Islam miserable, like especially on TikTok and like women too who are sensitive and when it comes to even like topics of hijab and stuff like that, just down their throat and it just and you just take people away from Islam. It just becomes disturbing to them. Yeah. So people lost their sense of gentleness. How to like really, if there is something wrong, how to really convey yourself and you know I mean, uh, bring it up to the person in a manner that's that'll be effective. Because if you come to me and you just haram, brother, three hundred hadiths and stuff like that, like that's it probably won't be effective. I probably won't pay you attention. But if you come like with logic and like talk and rational, then you probably have more of an effect. Yeah. And that's what any aspect of your life. Just like how two people and determines the response that you would get. Yeah, that might be an interesting thread to pull on, at least for your type of content. Like, uh, it seems like you're trying to make some humorous stuff. And like, yeah, I think you have a very good point about like Muslims in particular sometimes have are a little too stiff. And so I think it can because like I've noticed one of the things with social media especially if you want videos or things to go viral is relatability. That thing that people all feel, especially if they haven't said it, but they're all thinking it. Mm -hmm. And so you could vocalize it, especially if you can incorporate humor into it. Those are the things that end up doing like crazy good because one, it's entertaining and two, you are tapping into like the feelings that a lot of people have. And so like maybe there's a whole series of videos you can make related to like making fun of Muslims who take things too seriously. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Harut, uh, but Nadira P. Are you familiar with her? No. Okay. So, uh, she's a Muslim creative as well from Jersey. She had this uh, line, um, nobody wants to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. And I got a lot of inspiration from that. 
that's how like started making my content and stuff like thinking of stuff that we all go through but nobody really talks about but just giving that third person view of it yeah like so, yeah. a funny idea like i'm pretty sure i don't know i would if i had to guess i would say prophet muhammad had a sense of humor like <laughs> i don't it just <laughs> maybe I, I don't know i think there's a there's a lot you could do there it's pretty cool of course, of course. It's, it's a lot it's a lot that's an amazing idea yeah but yeah. Uh, the, R, the r&b amount like you got to find a really good r&b singer and then because i don't know if that's haram or not i have a friend who did something like that is uh it depends it, it depends uh to everyone's opinion on in general is music haram or not so and then but of course like you you gonna, you gonna have to hate comments no matter what yeah, no matter what no matter like, what you gotta determine is it Harun, Harun always refers to them as the Haram police. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And you know what would be a cool spinoff? If you end up doing that, a cool spinoff could be like a soundtrack of like Surah's recited in RB fashion that people could listen to without percussions or any musical elements, literally just the voice. And then um, that'd be interesting yeah. play. I'm not gonna lie, I gotta stay away from that. That's too smoky for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> like, oh man. Because, yeah. like, I'm always thinking, like, all right, creatives, they're making content, they're getting eyeballs. But I think one of the things people struggle with sometimes in this space is like monetizing. Like, it's nice to have videos that go viral, it's nice to have a bunch of followers. But if you can't turn it into something for yourself or at least the brand that you're trying to do, that's where I think, like, some people just fall apart or at least drop the bag. And so like, I'm always thinking, what could people do with their stuff and turn it into something that can build something bigger? Because attention is a useful, it's like, it has value in the sense that like, especially, you know, like starting off from the beginning, it's really hard to get attention. It's really hard because um, you probably don't have the skills yet. You don't know what works. You probably don't know how to edit videos yet. and like um and then also being comfortable in front of camera which is something you just got to get reps in sometimes and so like the beginning is a grind and then you know you're the most critical of your own work but then for some people they're compelled enough to just get better and so they stick with it that was my strategy with this stuff like i just needed i just wanted to grow the podcast this is the i like these conversations i like the long form where we get to discuss interesting ideas and have nuanced conversations and get deeper and the TikTok is just a way to, as a way to bring people in so that they can listen to this kind of stuff and hopefully like shape minds and shift culture. But like, I always wonder if people are thinking about it like that when they make stuff online. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people aren't. They're just creating content, which is amazing, which is cool too. But you know, I mean, you, you have a big opportunity uh, within your hands to monetize and do some good as well. And just like, uh, reach a lot of people. So I feel like, especially in today's time, social media has a big influence on a lot, especially like when applying for jobs. One of the first things they look at is your social pro profiles. So uh, it definitely, definitely has a big influence. And that's something that should be on people's mind. It's definitely on mine. So yeah, I completely agree with you in that aspect. And Bilal said before you jumped on that he really, really enjoyed making that video and he wants to do way more. <laughs> Why you gotta do that, bro? <laughs> no, for sure. I called him today about about a video idea too, but he uh, he ducked me. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like that. Uh, my mom was looking so. Uh, no, no, I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him we could shoot. I got, a, I got a dope idea for uh, for us to shoot. Inshallah, uh, is about when you catch somebody that you follow, but they don't follow back in person on social media. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, I think what's going to make it funny was going to catch us the a reaction. Like, so in the end, like, <laughs> I tell him, like, I tell Bilal, like, you see how my social profiles are set up? He's like, no, nah, I'm not trying to hear that. Then he knocks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the car with Bilal. What made me think about it was, uh, and he was telling me, he was like, yo, so he followed me on Instagram and followed me on TikTok. He's like, I don't care. You don't got to follow me on TikTok, but follow me on Instagram. I was like, why? He's like, if you don't follow me on uh, Instagram, follow me back on Instagram, I feel like we're not friends. That's something that clicked to me, like how serious people take social media and how offended they get if you don't follow them back. Mm. Wait, wait, for real? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's for really, sure. I, that's yeah, really that, 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 What? Sure. <laughs> people get offended when you don't no, follow did I, did I, I remember this one girl, like, I, I don't know, she was, she was, you know, she's one of those girls that would throw her ass out all the time, go uh, uh, to parties and shit, right? Some Muslim girl, right? And then I was like, man, I'm not trying to see all this, right? So I, I unfollowed her. Right. And uh, like a couple months later, uh, she's talking to one of my roommates and then uh, my roommates gives the phone to me. And then she's like, oh, why did you unfollow me? And she, she started just giving me attitude. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. <laughs> and I was like, all right, for sure. I'll, I'll follow you back. No. Why? And, but, but what I do, I block, I, I, I like hide her stories. So I don't nah, see it. Dude, come on. <laughs> But I, I ended uh, up, but, no, but I ended up unfollowing her like a couple years later. Dude, yeah, dude, come on, man. I don't, yeah, all right. I guess I don't understand people. I I never knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people take that to heart. Take it to heart. I like my, the ratios. I, I like, like on the table moments, pretty much all the accounts. I don't follow people. I don't follow people unless it's like related to content creation because I want to reference it later. Girls, never. They never get follows from me. They don't get likes from me. And I don't understand why guys give it out so freely. Like, you know, I don't. This is an interesting, interesting place we're in. Um, no, I, I don't I'm... to tell you. I just know people get super offended by it. Even a few times where I'll like try to clean up my Instagram and say maybe I unfollow everybody that I'm following. I get a bunch of DMs like, what, you don't mess with me? Why are you going to follow me? Oh, we beefing. I'm like, Seriously? No way you take Instagram this serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no way. <laughs> uh okay well i think maybe isn't it i guess instagram these days acts as a sort of social currency oh um, yeah so i guess if that really matters to people then the the number matters i don't even think the numbers matter anymore okay i think people just monitor their following really closely really yes Dang. It's, a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. You know, what I've been doing is like trying every time I have like a video that goes semi-viral or something, I try to follow it up with a post that will offend the people who decided to follow the account. Because like I only want the tough people who can handle the kind of stuff I've been putting out. So like you might like the one thing where it's just like, OK, it's more mainstream. But then it's like, I don't know, the way I've always see, seen it is, which is probably a bad strategy if you just want growth. but like maybe creators should be curating their audience because like sort of like your friendships, you know, like you don't just collect friends just for the sake of saying you have a bunch of friends. 
you're careful about the people you have around you. And I think your audience is a reflection of you and the type of energy that they bring, whether or not it matches with yours. I mean, it really depends on how selective you are about having people really mess with your stuff. Or maybe that's just me because like, I make this kind of stuff I do, which is mostly controversial. Um, but uh, the follower account thing, I, I never I never knew that. So I'm offending a bunch of people by not following them back, huh? Uh, it depends. Uh, um, probably not because you never had that, you know, presence where uh, you was following people anyway. So probably not. Like even on my TikTok now, I don't follow people back with like my Instagram because I had a song of people back and stuff like that. Uh, um, but so it's I, worse if you followed them and then unfollowed them than to not have followed them at all. Yeah, probably 1,000%. I think that's 1,000% worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, you know, I don't know this social media stuff that well. I just post content and I react to the negative comments. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah, I think you're the only one that wants to offend people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The way I see it is like, if I can manage to grow an audience doing the things I've been doing, offending people, then and then maybe I can help other people post the type of content that they want that doesn't offend people, you know? Because like, oh, to me... That's, like, I don't think that's it, though. I think people like content that offends people. Look at people like Andrew Tate and stuff like that, who blew up and became one of the most views uh, personas in this day but yeah. all he did was make content that offended most of the world or a lot of people yeah, that, and that's, that's how he blew up so they have this saying especially in media which is controversy sells which is mm -hmm. true a thousand percent people love it yeah so let's see now once you're like in like that creative realm of like social media you peep certain stuff like that goes viral and trends on twitter and stuff like that things that celebrities do that's all calculated because they know these are things people are, will react to, like Rihanna uh, on her Super Bowl performance being uh, pregnant. That's yeah, that was point. strategy. That That's was strategy. strategy. Oh, yeah. That's a very good point. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> strategy. Easy. And it just flew off the shelf. So it's just yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, Once you get into good point. it, it's like it's interesting. It's like, okay, wow, well, okay, I see. Even now, yeah. making videos, I add like little certain details that I know people will pick up on and, and just generate comments. I know <laughs> I, <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I know this is, is going to get people uh, talking. They just love stuff like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Anyone listening to this, if you want to, um, if you want to, guarantee that you'll get some hateful comments or at least because there's always people who need to correct you okay they just need that they cannot help themselves so like putting small errors in there that doesn't change your message but will get that person who's very particular about things who likes being right will leave that comment by putting something wrong in there on purpose like yeah and you do by doing this enough you you do start seeing patterns i don't know have you gotten to a point where like when you watch other people's stuff you like start studying it yeah, I try to not just look at everything at face value, especially like TikTok videos where they do little pranks or whatever. Most of it is probably staged. So I try to, you know, I mean, uh, pay attention to uh, what they're doing and why they're doing it, and the way they're doing it, and how they're executing it, yeah. and you know, I mean, the way that uh, videos are shot, what, what's going on, you know? Because there's, there's always something to learn from that and uh, something to take away from it. Yeah. I've been starting doing that with like YouTube videos. I'll like play them in half speed just so I can understand why they edited it the way they edited it. And so 
like the pacing is what I'm trying to figure out for like YouTube videos. I want to get into like longer form stuff. TikTok is cool, but like I think it's a great platform for like introducing people to the brand or the the creator. But like actually building the connection, which I've noticed with this podcast, people build a connection, a personal connection with you when it's like longer form content. It's one thing I've noticed like <clears throat> people who've listened to the podcast, they get to know so much about me and Bilal and any of the guests that we bring on that it they call it a parasocial relationship where one person knows way more about the other. It's it's harder for sure, especially with podcast. I don't recommend podcasting because it's a lot of work and it's a long grind, but it, it builds a deeper connection with people, which I my idea is that it's more valuable in the long term but it's a lot of work, at least in the short and near term. So I like the longer form stuff and the TikToks are just a way to promote at least the podcast for now. Eventually I want to get into YouTube videos doing like pushing buttons in a way towards at least understood truths that people are unwilling to either say or are have difficulty saying. And if I can do that and also make something entertaining that people want to watch, I think, I think, uh, I'd call this a success, and so the only issue I see with that is, and I'm not. Uh, it'll be interesting to get your uh, uh, opinion on this. Is the attention span of people? Mm-hmm. Uh, as I, I feel like the trend is, as time goes on, the attention span attention span of people gets shorter. Yeah, and which is why a platform like TikTok blew up because there's a bunch of just short videos, and why Instagram transitioned into Reels versus uh those long videos and just started making like shorter clips and focus more on that. Cause the attention span of people is so short. So if you, tr- uh, which in turn make it seems like a platform like tick, uh, YouTube is slowly dying out. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. do you think about that? Uh, I have two minds about this. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially with like these videos I've noticed, I have to be super tight with the cuts. I have to cut out every single gap, any opportunity for someone to swipe away. Cause like, People have very little impatience, have very little patience on a platform like TikTok. But at the same time, it's like, I think there is some craving, like people watch Netflix, right? People watch uh, streaming platforms and stuff. And these are like long form, they'll watch an entire, they'll binge watch an entire series of some show. So it's like, if, if the content is compelling enough, then people are willing to put, give it the time. Now, with TikTok specifically, yeah, I would say, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to do long form. Although I like attracting the people who like the long form stuff. So I, I'm willing to make a sacrifice in growth and overall uh, popularity and reach if I get to have people who like, who prefer the longer form stuff. So one thing I've been doing on TikTok is live streams. I've been actually doing it every Sunday. I do it at like 6 p.m. Um, Pacific time. and I, I am on these live streams for four and a half hours and I got like 20, 30 people watching. And mm-hmm. it's like this podcast where we talk about anything and everything. So it's, I would say it's not most of the people on TikTok, but there is a subset of people out there who, if your content really appeals to them and it's compelling enough, then you can make something for them. And I think those are the people that, let's say you wanted to build a brand or you want them to support you. These are the people who when they get to know you over a much longer period of time are the ones who are actually going to be the ones that if you want to think about the money monetizable, but if it's like talking about building a movement or a culture or a group, then these are the people who are going to really mess with your stuff. And I've noticed it like 
with the live streams, I actually got people to come on this podcast. They were live stream viewers. First, they started with the TikTok videos. And they're like, oh, yeah, I really like your stuff. They'll DM me on Instagram. I was like, all right, cool. And then I started doing the live streams. And then now I get a chance to learn about them, which is something I never got a chance to do before. And then after a few live streams, then I bring them on on the podcast. They're willing to come on the podcast. They know me well. And so and then I can make this long form content. And then if I ever decided to monetize this podcast, which I don't plan on doing, but I could. And I don't know what value it has for the future yet. And that's the thing, like, I've just been trying to figure this out as I go along, but... Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree with you, I mean, because, uh, 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 like, I could spend hours on YouTube listening to podcasts, watching, you know, people talk, or um, kind of watch uh, people on, uh, uh, like, you know, Kai Sinat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I could watch him, too. That nigga's funny, you know, he, he'll he'll... He'll do a Twitch stream uh, for like, uh, and and he'll cut it up into one hour, and he'll post it on YouTube, and uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be just watching the whole shit, you know. So I think I think YouTube is there to stay for a long time, but uh, yeah, I think you, I mean you could probably make something out of it. Um, I don't know what your content will be like, but yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not certain about any of this, though. That's the thing. Like, this whole journey has just been experimentation. Like, even this whole starting this podcast was just an idea that came out of the pandemic. And I was like, oh, our conversations are could be interesting. Let's record it. And then just learning all this. Now, after I've gotten a chance to taste, I think I prefer video over just audio purely. But I do have an appreciation for audio because I walk a lot. I am making content for me, which is something you should never do. Uh, apparently, that's bad advice to to people who entertain or create like don't make content for you make content for others but i mean uh, i don't think that's bad advice you don't think so because you stay authentically you yeah that's true if you're just doing it for other people then you you start to change who you are and you just making a bunch of stuff that you probably don't relate to yeah i think that's what happened to kevin hart so <laughs> uh no 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 please i'm from philly so we, we don't accept any <laughs> <other plans. laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm not a fan of him, bro. He was funny, and then he's like started making content for everybody else. Jumanji, are you serious? <laughs> hey, he saw the money, he's like, I'm going for that. Exactly. So you gotta think what's the strategy behind it? I don't know. So he, he definitely made a big bag off of it. And I think it's more, that's like a movie more geared towards kids. So yeah, but not he's, like, not, he's not authentic anymore. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no, I, I can understand that. Like if you're, if you have kids, you want, you want your kids to see a movie with you in it. And obviously he can't do like some of the other stuff. He can't show his kids yeah. the other stuff. So yeah, yeah. I can understand that as yeah. fathers who are actors wanting to make movies for their kids. So, um, I feel like something that fans don't understand is when you have millions and millions of fans, one thing isn't going to apply to everybody. And like as a person, so I'm going to say to like uh, making content just for yourself, I feel like you have to find a balance making content for yourself and making content for other people. So he has to appeal to certain parts of his uh, fan base as well. It's like with rappers and singers and stuff, especially like someone with Drake, he would drop a singer song, but people who like rap is trash to them. And then he's a trash artist, but he has to appeal to his female fan base as well. So you have to like 
in a sense, go in between, like, both, like, to really grasp the whole reach. Because if you got a million people uh, that's a fan of you, like, you can't just make one thing and it's going to get. Not everybody likes rap. Some people prefer singing. Some people prefer R&B, you know? Some people like Drake rapping. Some people like Drake singing. Yeah. Oh, so you And I feel like that. what that is, you got to show your diversity. Be diverse. Yeah. Like, it's something I've struggled with because, like, I, definitely I've been trying to, like, Fine. So the way I see it is like, all right, creators, they are one circle. The audience is another circle. And what you're trying to find is that Venn diagram of overlap where it appeals to people and you. So especially like something like making media content on social media and stuff like that. Like it's a bit of a grind. You're going to have to do it for a while before you find your groove and figure out your lane and your voice and even just building all the skills that you need. And so that's going to require a lot of reps. And in order to do something like that, to stick with it long enough, you're going to have, it has to be something that you enjoy, mm-hmm. or at least something that speaks to you. Um, and so that's why I think what you're saying is very important. Very, very important. Because it's, there's no other reason to do it. Like, there's really no motivation behind it if it's not something that speaks to you. So, and, but then also, if you actually want to have success, there has to be an appeal to the larger audience. So for me, uh, I don't know. I just been putting out stuff that I thought was funny or interesting or uh, reframing something that people thought or think is true and giving them a different perspective on it. And then also in a, I would say slightly aggressive way, but some people might say too aggressive. And (laughs) that's something that I feel like I can stick with at least for now until I could figure out like what my videos and my voice could look like in the future. But so I feel like a big thing is, and something I've been watching for a long time as I've been creating content, is finding what your uh, audience like, what pops off for you. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I've been like playing around with different ideas, but what pop, what the videos that pop off for me is like the Islamic related videos. That's what I found worked for me, and that's what I focused on more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's a big part as well. Finding what your audience want, what what they relate to, what works best. And what video, like, uh, I guess essentially get the most views and interactions, comments and shares and stuff like that, the analytics behind it, and then maximizing on that. Yeah. So that way it's more hyper-focused. Are you ever worried about, uh, have you heard of audience capture? No, I haven't. Okay, so there's this idea that, yeah, definitely, like, if you find your audience and what they like, obviously the, the videos that... The things that you share that get rewarded, you find exactly what that is. And then you start doing more of that because you know you're going to get likes and reactions and views. And obviously, like with social media, the dopamine hit of like getting views and racking up uh, metrics and stuff is sort of like does have this psychological effect on us. And so a trap a lot of creators sometimes get into, which you've seen some you can see some pretty extreme examples on YouTube of people finding their lane. And then sticking to that lane so long and so far and so much that it that becomes them, that becomes them. And so this idea is like people are naturally multifaceted. We have all these different interests. There's all these different things we like and we like to explore. But because of social media and the way it works and the way it rewards people who hyper focus on something that then all the other facets of yourself get lost because you focus on the one thing. And so when that happens and you become that one thing, that's termed audience captured. The the audience has captured you and your personality into the thing that they want it to be. 
And so, like, there are some extreme examples of this for, like, um, YouTubers who do the mukbang stuff. There's one in particular who just, like, he started off as this thin guy. Um, when he, but he started doing the mukbangs, the eating the videos in front of camera and stuff. And mm-hmm. now he's, like, this super unhealthy, overweight, probably going to die within the next decade kind of dude. Because that became his channel and it's what people like. So he just kept doing more and more. It's what's rewarded. It's what gets him paid. And so literally, it's... It's literally killing him at this point. And so that's an extreme example, but it's like you, there's a potential to lose a part of yourself by leaning too heavy. And so like for me, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna let my audience capture me. That is not gonna happen. I'd rather give this stuff up than, than to ever be to, to lose myself. And so like, I'm always like aware, just careful of that. And I don't know if creators are aware that that's a possibility. Yeah, I feel like, you're you're completely right um it should be a balance whereas you you know what works but as well you, you there's still like this window for growth that you're really uh you're willing to still create content to you know grow and doing different things and not staying stagnant because after a certain point it's just repetitive yeah so and then for that mukbang thing it's so interesting to me because uh, when i see it's always a super skinny little asian girl person that's mm-hmm. eating like 30 plates in front of her i'm like how <laughs> Where is yeah. the food going? <laughs> oh, yo, another idea if you want to take it. This is an idea we came up with a long time ago, uh, which I think fits your theme of like Islam and humor. Ramadan mealtime. Like if you remember old YouTube, there was this uh, YouTube channel called Epic Mealtime where they would just make like crazy meals, like a giant burger with like 50 different meat patties or like a giant chicken nugget or something where they take a bunch of chicken nuggets and wrap it around breading and make a giant chicken nugget or something like that. I thought it'd be hilarious. Actually, my older brother and I thought it would be hilarious if we did Ramadan mealtime. So like you're fasting all day and you make like a giant sambusa or like a giant date. (laughs) And then, but you share it with everybody. So it's not going to be like gluttonous or anything. (laughs) <laughs> I was about to say they're gonna be in a cup. It's like, why are you wasting food? <laughs> I see that happening a hundred percent. Yeah, like imagine taking a bunch of tiny dates and putting it into a, like a giant date, and then you just take it, or you you go to, or like when you guys have iftar together, right? And then you bring food or whatever, but you just bring giant food. So like it would just be one sambusa, but it's huge, and and then like that'd be funny. I think it would just be funny just to get people reaction. You pull up to like an iftar with a big old sambusa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. He's just like, yeah, this it's is like, how we're going to break an iftar. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing out on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the reactions would be funny. No, like, the reactions would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is, this is cool. This is cool. That's definitely a dope idea. Yes. So uh, I'm not I'm not too familiar with your content. What is it? Uh, it's a podcast about anything and everything, but no politics. That's it. And so like this episode with you on here is like about the creative stuff and TikTok and the content journey and stuff. We've had episodes with like we brought a rapper on where we talk about like his music process and when he was making music videos and some of the like some of his journey and releasing a new album we brought someone on from like who immigrated from ethiopia 
um, and they were telling us it was like a whole episode about Ethiopia and East Africa and the situation that's there. And we also brought in like a COO at a big company. Oh yeah, we did that. Yeah, so she runs um, a real estate software company. It's basically like a placeholder for all types of long form co- conversations. The kind of conversations you could have with your friends, you know? Um, that's dope. Just chop it up. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And the, the thing is, we didn't plan the, <laughs> the what this would look like at the beginning. So it just became this. It started off as a siblings podcast, but it's it's expanded to just bringing on interesting people and all these different people from different walks of life. Like we brought a VP of some like um, tech company in New York. Th- those people actually got through the live stream. So I don't know if you ever considered live streaming just so people can get to know you as a creator, but that's where you can build some. I hate talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? No, when you brought up like the whole introvert thing, like I'm, I'm a extreme introvert too. And I'm thinking like, because we're introverts, maybe we have an advantage of like just speaking to a camera. It's not like, um. We don't have to have social inter- now with your stuff you you do involve people into it but like for me it's just me staring into a camera and then saying something about something i think or believe to be true so, so for me i feel like i'm an introvert with balance right so when okay. i say like i'm an introvert it's just like i can't stand in a camera and just talk but if mm-hmm. like a conversation like this i can engage and you know we can have a conversation and talk when there's something to talk about but other mm-hmm. than that quiet. yeah so that's that's high you know? so that's why like a live stream and stuff like that is hard for me because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'll look at the camera and talk about <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing like when i i only started this like a few months ago doing the live streams but like at this point for me it was just a skill building thing i was like you know what i want to actually learn how to be able to speak off the top of my head and tiktok is nice because once you have over a thousand followers you can live stream and then they'll push people to your live stream. Obviously, it's like a feed. So people are constantly coming in and out of your, your live. So at least you'll be able to interact with people. Um, usually people just come in and make fun of you, like the way you look. It's always the first thing. People always like, oh, Boris Kojo. <laughs> or like, <laughs> they'll, um, Tyson Beckford, they said. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And Or they'll like make fun of my glasses. They'll make fun of my bald head usually. But then after that, like if we're talking about something interesting, some people stick around and I've gotten to a point where I've actually built some real relationships with people, which I didn't expect. Now I have like every week people look forward to it. It's crazy. And they get to know me personally and we get to like chop it up sort of like this podcast actually, but it's just me speaking and people just leaving comments. Um, but. but I feel like that's a dope conversation. Why are people so mean? Like, even in the video we did, somebody was like, Bilal looked like 21 Savage. I was like, oh my God, where you get that from? That has nothing to do with the video. But yeah, I get that all the time. Like, that's a compliment though, right? I don't say it's a compliment. You know what I'm saying? I'm not 21. I'm Bilal, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, that's fair. I feel like in the uh, social aspect, once you, in this like field, you have to have tough skin. You cannot be soft. Because there's going to be people out there that's going to just make all these like little rude comments, random people from Indonesia or something, <laughs> not doing nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you got to have tough skin. So uh, why, why I say this to ask, like, has any of the comments bothered you? No, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you're right. You do have to have tough skin for this game because people are just going to be mean. And so, like, honestly, 
the haterade is sweet to me. I, I kind of like it. Because, like, to me, it's just like verbal boxing, you know? Like, uh, or like, you know, when you guys are like hanging out with friends and you guys are making fun of each other and it's just like cracking jokes or whatever. That's the way I treat it. Nothing bothered me. Nothing. 1000%. I feel like that's the mindset you got to have. You got it. Yeah. I think it also prepares you for life, too. Because, like, in a low key way, because, like, you don't take things, criticism so seriously because you get so much of it online. Yeah. So for me, what, what built like my resilience is being an entrepreneur. You get a lot of no's, a lot of no's, a lot of no's, a lot of hate, uh, lack of support. So for me, that's what built like being able to take stuff and not be offended by a lot of things. Just mm-hmm. let it roll off the shoulders because people get offended by a lot. And I just be looking like, yo, it's not even that deep. Just let it go. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think. Yeah, this this whole journey thing has it has changed me, I think, in a positive way, making me tougher than I thought I expect. And then I start looking at, I don't know, especially with the content I've been putting where I am trying to poke at people like it's kind of I don't know. I was talking to a friend the other day about how like it sort of it's separating me from people because I think most people care too much what other people think. And because I've been doing this type of content specifically and getting a lot of hate and just letting it roll off the shoulders, it's not a big deal that like I am not afraid to be outspoken about anything, Um, especially if uh, if it's something that I feel I have to be outspoken about because it's morally right or righteous. And this has made me tougher and more courageous, I think. And and so like when I see other people who are like. Oh no, I can't, especially with like the social nicety sometimes where people are like, oh no, I can't say no, or I can't, I have to follow back. I have to follow back because they followed me and they're going to feel, to me, I'm just like, uh, (laughs) it doesn't even register as like, as a problem to me. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I like it. And I don't know if other creators go through that. (laughs) It's, um, I like, as long as it's not serving your peace, it's it's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing. That's to me, it, it, does, it doesn't matter to me. Like, especially in back of VC, whatever. I don't mind. I don't care about stuff like that. But um, outside of that, yeah. So I have to put a disclaimer. Like, don't put, like, when I shoot that video with um, Bilal, like, don't, don't pull up on me like that because it won't go like that. Because <laughs> he knocks me out. I don't want to give people the idea, like, just shout pull up and knock me out. <laughs> Bilal, you ready for that? Oh, I think you guys might have to be careful because, like, you know how Muslims can be, like, they could go hard when they're offended. So, they get blocked real fast. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it's like the people that get it is going to get it. And if you don't get it, it's obvious you don't get it. That's it. Yeah, that's smart. That's very smart. Yeah. And I, I, I see, yeah. So, you know, eventually, you know, people are going to start coming in your DM. I don't know if it's happened already. People coming into your DMs like, yo, what's up, bro? Oh, yeah? Slowly, yeah, yeah, slowly. They start, they, they get blocked every time. Oh, okay. No, no, but I mean, even love. Like, oh, there are oh, people, oh. yeah. Okay, no, I haven't. Uh, in person, when I see people in person, it's like, yo, I don't, like, I love your videos, boom, boom, boom. Like, uh, it's super hilarious. I love this video when you did this, boom. I relate to this. This is hella funny. Yeah, so I got that, like, type of love. Eventually, it's going to start coming from strangers on the internet, too. And that's pretty cool. Like, you are, yeah, it's going to start coming, especially, like, with this video. Probably going to get over a million views. Um, And, yeah, you're going to get a lot of love soon. 
And so that's that's like it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, you get a lot of good things too. You get connections with people that you might not even know you could have connected with before. One thousand percent. So yeah, it's been cool. Thank you for coming on, by the way. Like I know it's like yeah. <laughs> super so. last minute. Is there anything you want to plug? Let the people oh, know yeah. what you got going on. Yeah, plug your your social media, bro. Your TikTok, your Instagram. Yeah, just follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Dapper D A P P E R dot Rune R O N. Yeah, that's for both uh, TikTok and Instagram. Follow my uh, streetwear brand, keeping it halal, um, and that's about it. I appreciate you, brothers. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it.